This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is The Gunny, and I got an extremely special guest today. He is a legislator, a representative in Alabama, and he is doing what we all need to do to face the massive communist leftist ideas that is going on in this country. He is also a fellow service member, and I thank him great, great for that. His name is Representative Ed Oliver. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. And it is, an, it is a pleasure for us to understand, especially when a legislator comes out and tells us about the bills that they're sponsoring and how they got to that point and why you're doing what you're doing. And most importantly, how can we help you to succeed in getting the, this particular bill passed. Without further ado, Representative Oliver. Hey, thank you for having me on today. I am delighted to be here and appreciate the in introduction. Yes, sir. Uh, and I thank promise you very you, much. I'm proud to be a veteran. Uh, and I will tell you, the Army gave me a lot more than I gave it. And I'm thankful I was able <laughs> to serve. Uh, when I, when, uh, I start doing these podcasts. The first thing I want folks to understand is that I'm like everybody else. There are a million other things I could be doing, but this is something I feel so strongly about that I think it supersedes every other, other piece of legislation I'm interested in. It supersedes all the projects I've got going. And I believe that if we don't wake up and draw a line in the sand, that this will be the end of us. Oh, absolutely. And HB, HB 9 even though it doesn't specifically have critical race theory, this big blanket that's on top of that, what it does is it pulls that ideology out. It spells it out across the bill in the details, not only so that the legislators can understand what Representative Oliver is trying to put together, but it also puts the details that the people in our districts are saying uh, specifically about this CRT. And that's what's neat about HB9. I read through it. It's in detail. It's, it's not something that's just thrown together. It, you guys have done a lot of research and a lot of understanding, not only is how this is going to impact the nation, but specifically how it's going to impact the Alabama school system. That's the neat part, is we have legislators that are able to speak not only for the people, but put it together in writing into the legislation where it has uh, a great attention and ability for it to get what I call the notice that it needs. And I don't think this bill is one that's just haphazardly put together. 
I think it's it's a very well written, very understandable where the citizens can read. You can go out and read HB nine on the legislation, Alabama legislation website, and you can actually see and understand exactly what Representative Oliver and his co-sponsors are putting together. Yeah, I, I would recommend anybody go take a look. This bill's a little different from most of the CRT bills that you see because we don't mention CRT. Uh, I believe that critical race theory is just one tool that the left uses. This is the first time they've actually given us something where we could draw a line and fight it. But, you know, it's subtle. It's like it, it's fluid and it permeates every aspect of our life. Uh, the left pushes for a little bit more and a little bit more. So now we're at a point where our major institutions of higher learning, literally all of them have these offices of uh, diversion, equity or, or diversity, uh, equity and inclusion. And whenever you see that, it means just the opposite of what the name says. Uh, it excludes you. And, and I, I'm one of those people, I believe in fairness. This bill was written in support of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which is the law of the land, which is equality, not equity. And that's something I am trying to preach the gospel of every time I get in front of a crowd. Uh, everybody has the right to succeed and everybody has the right to fail and government does not owe you a thing. And that's where we have our biggest difference. The left thinks that the government's going to fix everything. Well, the way they teach people to believe that, and remember, we've got a generation of kids now that have made it all the way to Wall Street that believe that. Nobody's fault but our own for not paying attention. I'm in the legislature. Uh, I take the fault part personally. Uh, I believe that it's up to us to change that if it's going to change. So House Bill 9 is the first shot across the bow. What it does is rather than just looking at K through 12 schools, it's every state agency, contractors and subcontractors. And even though we don't say critical race theory, we identify nine, what we call divisive concepts and say, we're not gonna teach those. Uh, this legislation has already survived the first amendment in several other states. So it doesn't curb speech. It just tells what the state of Alabama does and doesn't do. Uh, if you want to talk about this in a classroom, critical race theory, that's fine. What we don't want to see is subtle things in textbooks. Uh, we don't want to see people getting grades that are worse than other people because of something you believe or something you say. And certainly we don't want as policy the state of Alabama or any institution within it to say that one race is better than another. To me, that is just absolutely stupid at this point in, in the history of this day. It is. And there's, there's this conceptual idea that a person's character is no longer the value of that person. And our culture that's been developed specifically over the last probably about two decades, maybe three decades, I actually want to kind of go back to the 70s where a lot of these people were looked upon as being different, whether they had long hair, all that. And that to me, that was the beginning of our cultural change to understand, well, that person is not like me because he doesn't 
or she doesn't look that way. This is exactly what this bill is about, is you cannot separate a society based on the physical appearance of someone. You have to take into consideration an individual's character, and they should be judged upon the character. And like you're talking about, it's, it's not necessarily just putting into the education system. That's, that's, a, that's a good thing to do, obviously, but I agree with you. If we were to focus on just trying to kind of corral and, and, and change the culture in the education system, when they do graduate high school, then they're going to go into some business somewhere or they're going to go into some state government. And if that entity is not in line with the understanding that a character of an individual is, mo is most important, then no matter what we do to the school system, it's not going to change. And this is what you're talking about. We have kids that are graduating high school in Alabama with the right cultural ideas, but when they go into these colleges, it, it completely revamps their, their thought process. And I'm a, an example of that. My daughter went to UNC Charlotte, and this was back in the early 2000s. And when she came out of college six years later with an architect degree, I didn't even know who she was. Her conceptual idea of, of life was just completely twisted around. And I can just imagine what it's like today. Well, you said it all right there. Kids come out of high school, if they get a job, they go to work for a company that requires uh, DEI uh, indoctrination training. Well, the longer they stay at that company, the more they get of it. And that's big companies like uh, American Express, Coke, that you've heard on the news lately. Also, they go to the university, the first thing that happens. That's how I got into this, complaints from constituents. Remember, I have a child at the University of Alabama now myself. And at first you go, well, it, you know, you're grown. You can make your own decisions. Yeah, nobody's going to force you into believing anything. Well, if you get punished enough, you just go along with it. Because if they're going to uh, ridicule you and, and make fun of you and uh, – then you, you just go along with it. So what you have is uh, basically bullying kids in college until they go along with all the, the woke concepts. Uh, you know, we look at Wall Street, which has always been a bastion of, of conservatives, we thought, not now. Uh, they have an unholy relationship now with the left. I don't know that uh, either side likes each other, but these, these folks that went to Harvard and these different uh, universities now they are running corporations on Wall Street. So there is no nationalism. It's all globalism. Nobody cares about the United States, don't care about our country. And it's, it's what they know. Once again, it's our, our fault. And as a legislature, we're the ones that are going to have to intervene. If it's going to happen, we, we're the people to do it. Absolutely. One of the greatest statements that I've heard were in relation to what should be happening compared to what is happening is from Morgan Freeman. And this was years ago. He was interviewed. I think it was either CBS or ABC. Um, and actually, I think it was Dan Rather that did the interview with him. <clears throat> and he asked him a specific question. 
So you're talking about race or you're talking about, you know, your color and, and those kind of things. How do we fix this problem when it comes to race and recognizing a person by the color of their skin? And of course, again, Morgan Freeman is, is a black man, great actor. And his comment was, stop talking about it. That's a powerful statement on both ends. Because you're talking, well, wait a minute. If we don't talk about it, we can't solve it. What he is saying is stop telling me that I'm a deprived victim. And I'll stop telling you that you're a racist. That's really what he's talking about, right? Well, our backgrounds, you put on a green suit, get a haircut, and you go out there mm -hmm. and do PT together on a hot field, everybody is the same. And you'll Absolutely. hear me to a level playing field. And I believe that's what America is. Uh, I, I think it's absolutely nuts that we keep revisiting this issue rather than inviting people to move forward. Remember that whole thing about equity? Mm -hmm. uh, equity just means that regardless of what effort you put into something, everybody gets the same thing. It's right. the, 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 I participated trophy. That concept has got to go away. The government owes you nothing. Nobody owes you anything regardless of their race or religion or whatever, you know, race is only one way to separate people. There yes. are a lot of others. You've got religion, you've got, and economics was the first way that, uh, CRT came about that uh, the entire legal system was set up to favor people of, of economic prowess. Well, they expanded that in their quest for Marxism. It, it just went, got bigger and bigger. Uh, one point I want to make about that is the University of Alabama, which I'm very proud of, and my parents met there and I graduated from there. That is the cradle of CRT, critical race mm -hmm. theory. Uh, one of the original formulators of the theory, uh, Dr. Delgado and his wife, uh, and they are still there at the University of Alabama in the law school. Yeah, who well, would have thought? Yeah, it's, it's it, I mean, it goes back further than that, but you're right. The, the planting of these, and I call them planting, you know, planting of these scholars, as you want to call them, professors, instructors, whatever word you want to do, is intentional. When these education systems, and I learned this at the University of Arkansas when I lived in Fayetteville, and I talked to a lot of those, quote, leftist people there, the majority of them weren't from Arkansas. They, they, they were offered positions from different college, you know, community colleges in California, New York, all these other leftist ideas. And because they absorbed and accepted this conceptual idea of this, is what is this Marxism concepts? They're spreading the wealth. They're bringing people in and they're getting paid lots of money to go down that route. And it's important that we we not only follow the the science of where critical race theory or critical theory actually started and like you're talking about it it's 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 a shame that our education system at the college level 
has been geared for so many years that the people that are in the school itself have no say on how that culture is developed. I, I, I want to believe that when you went to the University of Alabama, you had student groups and you had involvement and you were encouraged as a student to talk about issues on either side of the fence. Absolutely. That is that has been deteriorated in, in the education system. This is to them the truth. Well, and now if you disagree with the left, you need to be be taken out and shot. That's just the, absolutely. the kids in school. So, yeah, that's uh, you're absolutely right. We always in in the 70s, which was a turbulent time, just post 60s and right at the end of the hippie era, uh, we'd gone through a new swing of conservatism. Uh, however, you had competing ideas that were openly discussed in class. Uh, nobody got ridiculed. Nobody got a bad grade because of the way they felt. And if you had a kooky professor that was a Marxist, you, you listened to what he said, but you did not let them brainwash you. Uh, it did not become a, a class exercise in uh, everybody doing the same thing in, in uh, mind control. We just did not do that then. And now you do. If you are not woke, you, you're ridiculed. You're not one of the group. So tell us some of the, the major points that are within this bill. What are the major things that are important that we ensure that we get into the legislation, get it passed to where it becomes the law of the land? What are we looking at? Are we looking at, you know, you can't walk down the street if, you know, you say, this word or you say that word? You know? No, and, and uh, I'll talk about the enforcement policy uh, when I get through this. And that's something okay. that's still a work in progress. Uh, the first thing is we're not going to say that one race or sex is inherently superior to another race or sex. Uh, we are going to come back and look at the way we're using the word sex because mm -hmm. it does open the door for some other interpretations. But like I said before, this bill has got through some other states. So mm -hmm. we're, and we're seeing what has happened and how it's been challenged. So we'll, we're just in a better position to, to let other people be guinea pigs. So gotcha. we'll come back and make corrections as necessary. Uh, that this state of Alabama or the United States is fundamentally racist or sexist. That will not be a matter of policy. Uh, that an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex is inherently racist. Uh, that's that's just crazy to me. Yeah, that's insanity. Uh, and then, of course, they say uh, part of that is whether consciously or unconsciously. That's another thing. We don't know we're we're racist. Uh, well, if I don't know, then then I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Uh, that an individual should be discriminated against or receive adverse to tr uh, treatment solely or partly because of his or uh, her race or sex. Now, we have another one that we're talking about removing or changing the wording on, and I'll spare you that on number five. We're, we're looking okay. at it very closely. Uh, but the sixth one was that an individual's moral character is necessarily determined by his race mm -hmm. or sex. Yep. Uh, seven, that an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex bears responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of the same race or sex. Uh, once again, 
I can't help you there. Uh, eight is that any individual should feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on account of his or her race or sex. And that's one of the things that's important in the classroom and in the workplace. Uh, and remember, all of this carries over from the classroom to the workplace. When I said state of Alabama, uh, it's contractors and subcontractors. We're talking about K through 12, the universities and labor. So it, this is a, a fairly all encompassing bill that meritocracy or traits such as hard work ethic are racist or sexist or were created by a particular race to oppress another race. Uh, that's absolutely crazy. Now, uh, now if passed, uh, this bill would require that all state contracts to include a provision condemning these nine aforementioned concepts. And I think that's very important uh, and that we have a way to to hold people accountable. The accountability portion is being done not by labor. We've changed that to the Department of, of Personnel. And uh, we have an amendment to our bill that they wanted to include. So if somebody is, gets an accusation made or a complaint, then the department, the agency wherever it occurred investigates it. Uh, if it gets as far as the Department of Personnel and it's not corrected, then like any other state employee that will not comply with the directive, they're treated accordingly, which we're not gonna come out and say, yeah, we're gonna fire everybody that does this. We are gonna say, we're gonna make them stop mm -hmm. uh, up to and including being terminated if it's necessary, but we're not gonna fire somebody because they inadvertently try to teach something or something is uh, interpreted one way or another. We want the teaching environment to be open and free. We don't want people to walk on eggshells. I have more respect for teachers and most folks that walk the face of this planet. Lord knows I wouldn't want to do it. So the last thing they need is somebody else looking over their shoulder, but we do want to help them. And we want to make sure that school boards, the state school board in particular, we're looking at textbooks, we're looking at material, training material. Same with business and also if you hire a contractor to come in and do your diversity training, we want you to take a look at what they're teaching. And that's what I have found in the last year is nobody looks. If you look at it, it'll make the hair stand up on your neck. That's bureaucracy at its best. That's, that's, a, great, that's a great example is I spent a number of years in the government. And it's one of these things where if nobody says nothing, then it's okay. And one of my favorite statements that they were talking about, you know, when I was in the government, I'm not going to tell you specifically what organization I was with, but my secretary came up to me one day and she goes, well, we don't do it that way. I said, well, that's the government FAR. That's the acquisition regulations for the government. This is the, this is the law. You have to do it this way. Well, that's, that's not how we do it in this organization. And I'm going, you're kidding me. Because nobody's challenging them. Nobody's telling them or seeing that they're doing things outside of what is the right way to do it. Th to me, this is the same thing. Absolutely. I, I think in my heart, and I want to believe in my heart that the people that are in school, these teachers that are in school that are teaching our young kids, 
inside of them is the respect and the character and the love that they have for their students. I believe not only from a teacher perspective, but from an employee perspective, if I have to follow these certain rules or conceptual ideas of who that person is, it's going to be hard for me to even have a relationship with my own employees and vice versa. An employee having a relationship with a student or, you know, any of those instances where you have interaction, what you're doing is you're making people not making, we're, we're advising and showing the legislation going, these are the issues that are going to separate this country. It's going to separate us to the point to where the next thing you know, the only people that's going to go to the University of Alabama are the people that agree with this. They may have great, great students that graduate high schools here in this country and in Alabama that are not even going to apply for that university because they know they're going to be bullied, especially from a religious standpoint, as soon as they walk into the college. How can you progress in life and, and do what the Constitution allows us to do is to prosper, to have life, liberty, and freedom to our best of our abilities if our education system and our government, our state government, is already limiting us before we even get there? But un unfortunately, we have already given up our values for money. And, and at the altar of cash is where we're giving up our freedoms. Gotcha. It's uh, everything about our major universities is money. The University of Alabama, it's drive across the campus. It's all buildings and football and uh, sorority houses that look like palaces. Uh, I'm all about that. I'm, I'm real proud to uh, be a graduate of that institution. But the bottom line is, is our, I think our values are just terribly misplaced. And I see it as my job and my legislative brethren to actually come in and say, all right, trustees, are, are we a, a major land grant university that, that is going to operate this university for the betterment of Alabama? Or is it something else? What, what, what are we doing here? And I think that's the, the question we have to ask ourselves. Just mm. what's it worth? Liberty has no price. Sure. But you can't, you can't buy liberty. I guess if, if you're a leftist, I think you can. But liberty is something that you not only are endowed by the creator. Oh, if you're right? a globalist and hate nationalism. Exactly. You, you know, you have to fight for liberty every single day that you get up. We have failed over decades in this country. I'm not talking about from a military standpoint. I'm talking about from a character, civil society standpoint. We have lost the value of what it means to be individuals and have liberty. This bill is introducing back into the character of Alabama and the character of the United States, the basic values of liberty and characteristics of each person. It doesn't matter where you come from or how you got to the position that you're in. But what does matter is if we don't stop it, you're going to work hard. You're going to get to a point and they're going to cancel you Absolutely. because you just don't, you just don't agree 
and your value systems don't fit in and you're going to be segregated, which they're doing every day. We can't have a segregated Alabama like we did back in the days. You can't, well, we can't go backwards. We have to go forwards and, and make life better for all the citizens. And that's based upon their characters and ability and not what they look like or, you know, what, what is in their mind as, as being the, the defensive mechanism, which I think is what it is. Well, you called me a word, so I'm just going to go tell like tattletale instead of saying, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing that, you know. Exactly. Uh, there's always some higher authority to settle our differences. Uh, right. I, I, I just hate to think that with, when you mentioned personal freedom, we have sacrificed that on the, the altar of wokeism. Uh, and now you get canceled for things that happened 40, 50 years ago. I, I look at our uh, Supreme Court nominee that just got excoriated. Uh, one of the most brutal things I've ever witnessed. You wonder why people go into politics or why people want to be CEO of a company. Why, why do you do it? Because the first time somebody finds out that there's anything in your history, anything that does not meet their concept of being pretty much being a straight good boy uh, communist party guy, uh, you're done. You're out. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a shame that our country had come to this. But what's, what's more of a shame is our forefathers knew this was going to happen if we didn't abide by the Constitution of the United States. And Ben Franklin said it better than anybody else. Well, what did you come out with when they were talking to Ben Franklin? He goes, well, we got a republic if we can keep it. Exactly. This is where we're at. We're at a point where we're losing it. Well, Jefferson warned us. Jefferson yeah. said if we have two parties – and one party will just start giving stuff away. And, and, and here we are. Here we are, prime examples. But like I said, we got to fight. we got to do the things. What I want to ask you is the listeners here, the people in the state of Alabama, what can we do? How can we help you progress and forward? I mean, do we just call any of our legislators and say, hey, you know, HB9 has got to go through. This is why. I mean, what can we do as citizens to help you to be able to get the to get this bill through, that is certainly important. Uh, if you know your state legislators, both your House of Representatives member and your senator, please let them know that you want to support Ed Oliver's House Bill Nine. Yeah, absolutely, and I highly suggest. Doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, even if you're a leftist, go read this bill, and I think you're you're going to step back a little bit and going, wow. It's really that bad out there. That's what this, that's what it did to me. I was going, man, it's, it's so, so much detail that you're putting in there because we have to, we have to, I think what you're doing is you're explaining, you're really explaining this problem. It, it's, it's not this blanket, you know, umbrella statement, CRT, you're breaking it down and you're saying, wait a minute, let's bring our state back together Let's ensure that we hold responsible those individuals that are judging people based upon what they look like and instead of you know what their capabilities are. So you can go to the Alabama Legislation House website 
just search on Google Alabama legislation and bring you right there. You can read about this bill. And it's a pre-file bill. It's a pre-file. Yes. Pre-file. And I think this is next year, 22. Right. We're going to session in January. Okay. January of 22. And we got to get, we got to get support behind this. We got to get as many people in this state woke up, not woke, woke up to understand that you are representing us. All the legislators represent us, but it's very difficult for you to do that. If we don't have the support, if we don't provide the support for the bills that you put out. And a lot of us, a lot of us do understand that, but a lot of us do not. Um, I want to thank, I don't know, is there any last comments that you want to make on this bill? Well, obviously we've been working on this for a long time. I believe that it, it's time to execute the bill, uh, get it passed. Uh, some other states have done it. It's not a red meat feel good bill. It doesn't just deal with K through 12. It's all encompassing for the state. And I believe this is where we draw our line in the sand. And this is where we dig in and get ready to fight uh, wokeism and, and the leftists. So join me, glad to have you. Let your Senator and your representative know that you're with House Bill 9. Yes, sir. And my final comment is this. If you're a parent and you have a student in the state of Alabama or any state that's going on, and this continues at the rate it's doing, imagine six, seven, eight-year-old going into school and then they're being automatically judged, automatically bullied from the day they get in there because of what their skin color is or because what they believe religiously wise. How difficult is it for that age group to handle that kind of pressure? It's very difficult. Adults can absorb a lot more of criticism going back and forth. These students can't deal with that. And the suicide rate will go sky high in America if we don't do what is necessary to ensure that we protect our students. And I appreciate you tremendously, Representative Oliver, for coming on the podcast. And we are going to do everything we can to get the support, get you the support, get the legislators out there looking at this bill, get the people behind them and support them. Thank you very much. Let me know what I can do to help you. Yes, sir. Have a great day. And we will be talking with you later. Yes, sir. Patriots, I cannot stress enough how important it is that Alabama passes HB9. If we cannot control this radical communist agenda of separating us just by the color of our skin or what we believe in, what's next? They will not stop ever. And it is up to the states, which I have been saying for years to push back on this federal government and give us our freedoms back. Representative Oliver is doing that today. He is doing everything he can, along with the other great patriots in the legislation of Alabama, but they cannot do it alone. They need you, each and every one of you here in Alabama, to pass this HD9. Talk to your legislators. Now get on the phone, send emails, send a letter. Because come January of next year, 
This bill is going to be presented. If there is not enough of you behind it, it is not going to pass. I ask you dearly to talk to your friends and your neighbors and let them know that HB9 is one of the most important bills that this state has ever attempted and will pass with your Patriot help. If not, there is no hope left because they will continue to come at us over and over again until we are all in concentration camps because we disagree with their values. We have God-given rights. We have values to respect each other, no matter the color of their skin, the religion, or any other thing that separates them based upon what the leftists want to say. The character of an individual, just like Martin Luther King said, determines who that person is and what they're going to do in this life, along with our God that has put those rights in us. Stand up, show up, and speak up. This is The Gunny, out.